morning. Good morning, everyone. We are here in the presence of the Lord. His presence is strong here this morning. His presence is good and sweet, but it's powerful. Amen? Listen, if you're listening in this morning and you're tuning in and there's any trouble and you can't hear what we're saying, be sure and text and let us know about the feed because we want you to be here and not miss anything. Um, I'm really excited today. I, um, in, this, in spite of all resistance, in spite of all spiritual warfare, in spite of everything that is trying to resist the kingdom of God advancing in my life, and I hope you feel the same way, not just in the church, but you know, we are the church, so, so it starts here. It starts with me. Uh, I, I can't depend on you to pump me up. Amen? I, I've, got to, I've, got to, I've got to reach in now to a place that God takes my hand and that I take his hand. And if I can't feel it, I reach out. And I, I press in with everything I have. I'm not going to. I'm not going to succumb to the distractions. Amen. And believe me, you guys have got plenty. Yeah. I pray for you. So God talks to me about you. I know what's happening in your life. Amen. As a shepherd should. Jesus knows what's going on. He knows what's going on. And so I just want to greet you this morning with a resurrection hallelujah. Because resurrection life is something that we must press into to walk in every day. There's nothing the enemy wants more than to put you in your grave and to put you in your grave early. You know, sometimes there's an old saying. I, I'm, not, I'm not edifying this saying, but there's an old saying that uh, mothers sometimes say to you, kids are going to put me in my grave early, you know. And, uh, but, you know, it's really the enemy that wants to do that. And so we come in here to crush and destroy his plans and what he thinks he's going. God is meddling with us. He's dealing with us. Did anybody know that? Um, I think if you listened to his word last Sunday, you would know he's meddling with you because he must do it, and it's his plan, and it's his plan to see your heart purified and your soul set free from mourning, mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, and grieving over circumstances, yesterday, the past failures. It's really, we must let it go. Amen? And we must find the place of surrender as he leads us in these days, as we're preparing the way of the Lord. What, do, what does that mean when we say we're preparing the way of the Lord? We're cleansing how we're preparing the way of the Lord for you to receive him in all that he is. And he is coming to you every day. We, we can't just wait for this time down the road. Amen? We can't fashion how we're going to respond to God or answer his demands or calls by 
that. So we enter in today. I'm feeling that um, I've been wanting to sing that song. It's, uh, it's been around. But did you hear the mountains tremble? I want you to hear that today in the realm of the spirit. Because there is a war going on. Let me tell you, things are trembling. We had some earthquakes. You see, uh, we know what's going on in the spirit by things that often happen and occur in the first heaven here. And there were tremendous upheavals. There were underwater mountains quaking this past week. 8.1 earthquakes in the earth. All creation is groaning. All creation is groaning. Did you hear the mountains tremble? They tremble when we come in and we enter in to worship. And we enter in with all of our heart. So I just want to tell you right now, get over it. I've prayed for you. I've covered you with the blood of Jesus. When you walk through that passage to get in the sanctuary or wherever you are listening to this, we've covered, we are covered with the blood of the Lamb of God. Your sins have been forgiven. I don't know if you repented last night or this morning or five seconds ago, but God's word tells me that the sins, whoever sins I forgive, he will forgive them. And I forgive you your sins. So you're not coming into worship all bogged down. You're forgiven. That ought to be a big relief. That, that ought to be a gigantic relief. We can come before the throne of God this morning boldly because we're clean and, and we're coming in his righteousness and in his holiness to do business, to do business with the king, to honor him, to exalt him, to say that he is the sovereign one in our life because I surrendered my will. You see, Jesus gave us an example. You know, everybody says, well, we have a free will. We have a choice. I don't have that anymore. You see, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was facing the places God was leading him to, God took him to the cross. That was God's will. Though he struggled with it, he said, nevertheless, Father, Take this cup from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So when you surrender your will, God is sovereign in your life. No matter what the trial, no matter what the tribulation, no matter what the issues, God is sovereign. He is sovereign. He is just as sovereign in whatever calamity you might be walking through. Come on. He was just as sovereign when Moses, when they left Egypt and they got to the Red Sea and here comes Pharaoh's armies after him, them. And they're backed up. How can they get out? He was sovereign. He was sovereign. He did it. He will do it for you. 
He will make a way. He will make a way. Yes, I, I heard that. Somebody said he always has. Has he always made a way for you? When you thought it was just never good, it was impossible, this, and he made a way. As we heard earlier, he is the way maker. Amen? I want you to remember these things as we come before the throne today. I want to advance the kingdom today. That's in my spirit. I don't want to leave here today without us corporately coming as one man. Unity. We, we let all that stuff go. We're washed by the blood of the Lamb. We've come in here to worship the King. And there's nothing more than he wants than to see the kingdom of God advance and grow and increase in your heart. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. Because when that occurs, the kingdom of God advances in the earth. Do you see? And one will put a thousand to flight, two will put ten. And when we do this as a corporate man, as we all the many come in and become one, do you see what we can do today to advance the kingdom of God? As we do that, the mountains tremble. The enemies tremble in his presence. And we open the gates and we open the doors and we release these feet to dance. And you might say, well, I, I, I don't do dancing. Yes, you do. We're called to dance and crush the head of the enemy. And to, yes, to bruise his head under our feet. Yes, and that's what we're going to do today. Because this world is filled with injustice. But when the saints come together as one man and one voice and one people, and they are the kingdom of God advancing in the earth, come on, what, is, what can't not happen? We're going to dance upon the injustice. Has anybody ever had injustice in their life? Raise your hand. Come on. I can't even count the times. I, so many, I, I, I can't keep them in here. I put them in the sea of forgetfulness. I, I just don't even want to think on that. It's not worth it to waste my time. But today, we're going to dance upon injustice. Because when injustice comes... It left you feeling and filled with futility. There's nothing, I, I don't know, one of the things, it's just a betrayal. When injustice comes, think of that. Jesus in the garden, and here comes a guy he's walked around with for three and a half years, called friend, loved, hugged, treated, no differently than anyone else. And the injustice that was done to, to our Jesus it leaves you feeling hopeless. It feels you believing, how can this happen? God is a God of justice. How did this just happen to me? Do you see what I mean? Injustice. It's awful. It can be a wound that can really, it, it can be a fatal wound. Some people never recover from it because 
because that kind of a blow of injustice comes with bitterness. <laughs> it is bitter. I want to tell you, we're entering into Passover. And how many of you have watched the movie Moses? I mean, it's been around a long time. It's still around. They play it every year, and I hope they will do that again, uh, unless it's canceled. <laughs> but I say it won't be canceled in my life, because I have the video, and if anybody watches, wants to watch it together, uh, some of you aren't going out to the movies, we could do a movie night here and watch Moses. Come on. Injustice for 430 years of bondage. Let's dance on it today. Let's break the power. You know, when they left, God, God told them, you're going to keep a Passover with me. And, and, and they had that lamb, and he says, don't boil it. You know, this is how I want you to eat it. I want you to roast it by fire. Fire. Well, when you roast meat by fire, it leaves that aroma and that smell. It kind of, I don't know why it does that. Why does that do it when we eat roasted meat? You know, when the barbecues light up in the summer, and it's coming, all of you New Englanders, summer is coming, spring is one Sunday away. Come on, I want to I hear a hallelujah on that. But God said, eat it with the bitter herbs. You see, when, even though we get set free at salvation, life has bitter moments, doesn't it? Life has moments where injustice raises its head in our life. It's up close and personal when it comes to you, just like it was with Jesus that night when he was betrayed. I mean, come on. They were reminded to eat the bitter herbs, to partake of them. Those are the moments we can grow or those are the moments we can fail. We can either approach the bitter injust moments, injustice moments in our life with bitterness and let it take over and become negative and failures and complaining just like they did for 40 years. Or we can take it like a couple in the crowd did. Joshua and Caleb. They ate the bitter, the bitter herbs. And they said, our God is still God. We're going to keep going. Nothing's going to stop us. Nothing's bigger than Jesus. Nothing's bigger than God. He hasn't failed us. Amen? And let it be our heart. Let us take the authority that Christ gave us. You know, the world doesn't have authority. Do you know what you have? You have been given the authority of God to decree a thing, to speak a thing forth. Come on. You, God said you will account for every idle word. That's how powerful your words are. When you use your mouth to speak and decree a thing, and you have authority to do it, he's given you authority, 
and you speak to injustice and you say, you will not have me. You will not have your way in my life. Because God is sovereign. I don't have a choice. I, remember, if you haven't told God to take away your choice, your will to choose, I say you better do it right now because you can mess up your life with some of those choices you made. You can either enter in and say, God, I give you my will. Just not, your, not, not my will anymore, but yours alone, just like Jesus did in the garden. When you surrender that, no matter what comes, the bitter moments, the bitter herbs, we're reminded life isn't perfect like we might like it to be. But it can be powerful, and we can overcome, and we can get on and do the business and prepare the way of the Lord to manifest the kingdom of God in our hearts more. So I preached to you long enough, and <laughs> I want us to enter in today, really, press in. Press in with all your heart. Let's have some fun here. I, uh, <laughs> I came in here blasting out any spirits of heaviness. I blasted them out. I blasted them out of my home. I mean, let me tell you something. What if your phone crashed? Just crashed, dead. What if it just stopped? For some, it might be a blessing, but for those who use it to work and everything that they're doing on it and to, and to choose the songs for worship for you today, that was a big difficulty. My phone just crashed. No warning. No little flutters before. It was just like perfectly fine and then black screen. No human efforts. <laughs> no human heart pride prayers. Fasting didn't fix my phone. Um, I'm just kidding you. So, you know, that can bring you to for hours and hours and hours. And then somebody loans you a phone, and your, their phone is not anything like yours. <laughs> Let's just add to the issues. But do you follow what I'm saying? I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take it. Isn't there a song about that or something? Uh, but we got to do that. We just have to make those decisions. It's not going to get me down. So I came in here with my other person. I shook up my husband. Call me by my name, Lana. Lonnie. Let me, let me do some, uh, what is that? Uh, let, let me not use my lips here. Helga. 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 I'm sorry, we're having fun here this morning. I don't know. Helga showed up. I've never seen Helga before in my life. But I just started laughing. At <laughs> and we just started laughing in our house. I said it can be this whole thing between us. You can call me Helga when we have to crush hell. I'm Helga. <laughs> Listen, I have no pride 
it is destroyed. I don't even care. But we had some fun in here, and we laughed, and we teared up, and we laughed till it was over. But I meant business. I'm going to crush the enemy today. If there's something that is trying to hinder you or hold you back, I want you to make the mountains tremble, and I want you to destroy anything that's trying to hinder you. In Jesus' name, let's get with it. Uh, we can stand if you'd like. Yeah, amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not hearing it. It's a coming. There we go. Oh, yeah. I'd say get a tambourine. There's drums up here. There's flags. We can see that God, you're moving. Amen. Amen. I can oh, see yeah. it. The mighty river through the generation. Yes. I get up and dance, Kyle.
Jesus, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Lord, as we just come in this moment, as we come in this moment, Lord, we're just pausing here for a minute. Whoa. Do you know what? God just says we we stomped on injustice today. And we put that thing under our feet. Uh, anything that wasn't fairly done to us, anything that resembled it, we put it under our feet. And I know that God is sending out healing because some of those things came with big wounds. Uh, you know, some of those some of those things that happened to us felt like we were crucified, even in public. You know, some of it was rough to take. And and so I just pray that as God comes, as we as we bring our hearts and we gather here. We had a lot of fun. That felt good, Lord. That felt good to participate with you. You know, Jesus is inside of you. And it felt good for him to stomp and dance on injustice. We just danced on the injustice that happened to him so many years ago. And there's still being things done to him that seem unjust. Anytime anybody takes his name in vain you know, and blasphemes, says he isn't even, he isn't who he says he is. God, we just, we come today, and, and we just calm our hearts, and we're just coming to the altar here, we're coming to the altar of your presence, and we're just, we're letting things go in this process that you are doing to to get the leaven out of our lives, to get the stuff that just seems to puff itself up and become even the little things that try to grow into big mountains, Lord. We're just coming to set our focus on you. We're, we're coming to set our focus on you, and we're coming to surrender it. We're coming to surrender it. Yes, Father, We're even every injustice has been it. done to those, Father, that we don't know. Yes. Every family yes. member, Father God, we stand in the gap today. Yes. Father, we stand in the gap today as your sons yes. and your daughters. Yes. And we stomp upon injustice, Father God, to yes. your children, to your children who do not understand. Father, we call them in. We hear you wooing, wooing, wooing yes. them to come back, yes. to come back into the fold. And so, yes. Father God, we release yes. your Holy Spirit to go out and compel them to compel them to come, compel them to come. We stand for them, Father. We cry out for their injustice today. Yes, and Lord, Lord, we take another step of making it personal. Yes, God. And as we let things go here today, Father, we repent. Yes, God. We say, I repent. I repent. We say, I I repent. I repent, Father. For every time I committed an unjust act towards someone, an unjust thought that entered my heart or came out of my heart, I repent. I repent. Father, may our repentance today release the one 
that we harmed. And would you heal them from our injustice? Anytime, Lord, that we acted unjustly toward you, toward you, in our thoughts, in our words, and in our deeds, God, we ask you to forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. We just come surrendering our will to you this morning. We give you full permission. Full permission to execute your will in our lives and to direct our path. Yes, God. Jesus. Okay, Chris. God, we look to you tonight. Above the singing, God, above the music, above the songs, let your name be lifted high, Jesus. Let your name be honored, God. We commit all that we are to you, God, everything that we do. We reach towards you.
our soul to you, we've surrendered our body, we, we just put everything, we, we surrender our mind and our thinking, Lord, renew our minds, renew our minds and our hearts, purify our hearts, God. Some of us are making new commitments to the Lord today. We're really squaring off with Him in the season. We want to run with you, Lord. We want to run with you. Yes, 
speaking speaking to as he walks through I love you I love you he loves you what can separate me from your love there is nothing
We say again that we let down the anchor of hope today in our lives. You are our hope, and you have made me hope in you. Remember the words you've spoken to us. For in them, you have made our hearts hope in you. Amen. Bless the Lord. 
Mas Lord. Mas Lord. Thank you, Kyle. Hallelujah. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, young man. Good to see you. Love you, child. Hallelujah. Hey, Raymond, bless you. Good to see you, young man. A little bit of a ring, Ben. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Wow. Pretty amazing. A little bit of a ring. That's all right, Ben. We're going to get there. Hallelujah. Just, just tell Ben that you love him. We love you, Ben. We love you, Ben. It's amazing. We, uh, you know, we get this all this equipment, and we get the things, you know, what's been over a year, year, year or so after everybody telling us what to do, and then we find out what we were supposed to do a year and a half later, um, and then. Every time you come to gather, it always requires its adjustment because the air is always moving, right? And so really, uh, really uh, pray for Ben a lot because there's nothing more valuable than the bringing the worship before the Lord, the Word, all of those things are just, it's not just a sound booth back there. It's the, uh, it's the cradle that brings forth life, and the warfare is great on that. Amen. Well, I just want to uh, I want to thank you for being here this morning. It's pretty exciting, uh, man. I just keep uh, enjoying uh, the current forecast, at least for today. <laughs> what was the movie uh, uh, Prancer? Yeah. When she uh, found the the, the deer. And she she called the doctor because there was a bullet inside the uh, the deer, and the, he, the the vet kept trying to take her hand off the car. She says, "You don't leave, don't leave." She says, "Don't leave," and he says, "I got to go. It's, I'm I'm not. I got other things to do." And so anyway, she says, "Oh, you're just liars. You're all liars," because her mother had passed away, and so she held that doctors didn't always tell the truth. Well, I just love weather reporters, but I just don't always trust what they say. How's that? And but no, I've just, uh, it's, it, it's uh, I'm going to continue to invite you into the journey that I'm, that I'm presently in. Uh, I was reminded this morning by the Lord uh, when I was praying, praying and preparing for this morning, uh, he said, what if, reminded me of that, Babylon is falling. So he brought me back to that time as it was in the days of Noah, or in the days of Noah were, that little kind of series that we did for a time. And so what I want to continue this morning with is uh, interesting because we talked about Passover coming out of Egypt. And I, and I believe this is going to be... Uh, uh, a story, it's going to be what if, it's going to be hopefully you joining me in this time of uh, being very, very mindful of the word, the written word, but as, as well as the words that have been coming, 
Uh, I would encourage you, if you any way you can listen to the podcasts, uh, I would at least go back, uh, maybe even back to that time of as the days of Noah were, but also these more current words that have been coming in these last months, because there's an awful lot that's being spoken. It's an awful lot that's uh, when the emphasis is on preparing, preparing the way of the Lord. Um, it's just been so incredible, and it's going to be more pivotal more and more that we move along. Because as we look at the words that have been uh, spoken, and I'm just reminded, and I'm going to try to um, uh, just be careful, but I'm also going to try to be uh, deliberate in, in the way that I speak and the things that I say, so you can apply them, that it's practical, it's something that's real to you. Uh, it's again, uh, and it's truly about Babylon is falling. What if? Remember we said that a number of months ago. What if all of the prayers, all the prophetic words, everything that's been written concerning Babylon, and this has been probably, what, five months ago, Sean, when that kind of all started, maybe longer than that? And what if we were seeing that take place? And so realizing all of those words that have now been coming, realizing that uh, truth, what is truth? And I reminded in uh, John chapter 18, I believe it's chapter 37, or verse 37, where Pilate is talking to Jesus and obviously saying that you, so you are the king of the Jews. And Jesus tried to make it more clear for him. He says, I was born for this. I came into this world to be the manifestation, the truth made flesh. And those that hear my voice, those that hear the truth, know my voice. And so if you would allow yourself to realize that what's taking place over these last weeks and months, we had that which was blindness. Speaking to our blindness. Speaking to those places of being uh, in some way betrayed by our own thoughts and our eschatology, but also being betrayed by our comforts. The places that we're comfortable with and don't want to move out of those comfort zones. And so the thing that I find continuously from my life is that I, I, I feel that it's so important for you uh, and for myself because um, there has to be a way that as God continues to affirm in his word and the things that are becoming our experience, that they also become our experience, not just mine. Because it's... Uh, it's going to be uh, essential for all of us to... Um, Kathy talked about being distracted. Allowing ourselves to apply the words that have been coming because this, this word this morning is on illusions. I'm going to give you the definition of illusions. Because Kathy said the Lord is preparing the sanctuary, those places of character, just when that little exhortation of that psalm came that he is the potter, we're the clay. And see, that's what's happening right now. If you could just picture yourself, because this world is spinning. Socially, economically, in every way, this world is spinning. So who's spinning it? The potter. You could say spinning or shaking, however you want to say it, because he's shaking, he's spinning one last time, however you want to say it. 
because he's shaping, he's fashioning. But he's working from the inside out. Have you ever seen a person that works clay? One hand is always on the inside. It's all part of the forming and the shaping because it's got to be formed from the inside because then what's seen out is just going to display what's inside. And so these words that are coming of the blindness, the things that we uh, betray ourselves, the places that we see, that, I mean, just look at the uh, experience that Jesus had in the garden when we spoke about, uh, can, you just be, can you just watch? Can you just observe? observe? Can you just see for an hour? Because Jesus was in this most crucial time of his life. The most critical time in his life was laying his life down, making the choice to lay his life down for you and I. And all he wanted to have was somebody there. He wasn't watching for the soldiers. He didn't want them watching for the soldiers. He just said, please, just watch. Stand. Watch my Father. Watch the things that God has spoken concerning my life. Let them become real for you. He spent three and a half years. He's trying to stir up the word that was inside of them so they could relate to what was taking place. And obviously because the disciple grabbed the sword and cut off one of the soldier's ears. So obviously he didn't really understand what was going on. He was still blind. He's being betrayed by his own revelation or understanding of the living word, Jesus. And so this is what I I just feel is so important because as this wheel keeps spinning and spinning and spinning, he's going to then, all of the attributes of himself that by his hand, his personal hand, is going to allow us to be able to see, as again in Isaiah 42, verse 1, the father described himself as a pregnant woman, groaning, panting for what? That Israel, his people, their blindness would be removed. They would become the servants and the messengers that they were called to be. And he was not going to let anything stand in the way because they were part of his story. And nobody was going to stop his story from being complete. And so I just want to read you the definition of illusion. Holy Spirit, I ask that this morning, I need your help in this. I need your help in this. So here we've talked about truth, blindness, deception, betrayal, lies. Now we're speaking about illusions. This is the definition according to our friend Webster. A thing that is or likely to be wrongly recognized or interpreted by the senses. A thing that is or likely to be wrongly perceived or interpreted by the senses. And what does that say? What's been being spoken these last weeks? Things are not as they appear. God can't make it any clearer for us. 
Now, this is Psalms 119, verse 34. And this is out of the Passion Bible, because I know you love the Passion Bible, John. And please listen. Just sit on the edge of your seat and listen to the Holy Spirit. Let these words just go deep inside that, that potter's hand. Let him, let him form his, his word, what I'm speaking. Let him form it on the inside, okay? Give me an understanding heart so I can know and obey your truth. Guide me into the paths that please you. Cause my heart to bow before your words of wisdom and not the wealth of this world. Help me turn my eyes away from illusions so that I may pursue only that which is true. Powerful, 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 powerful words. Perceived, interpreted wrongly by the senses. What does the word say? Practice your spiritual senses. Sons walk by the spirit. This is all what's taking place right now. Not just part of the cleansing process or the sanctifying or preparing for his coming, which are many, but also that we might know the truth in this present day. Amen? Now, this is where the what if comes in. Because I've been pondering this for quite a while. And I've, I've, uh, I've purposed to try to do this so you can join me in this, in this process. I'd like to say I've got all the answers. I'm walking very lightly in all of this. But just imagine if you and I woke up one day this week. You sat down to do your bills. Most people do them on the internet now. You get online. You look at your house payment. You look at that which is required for your payment, and it's been paid off. Pretty cool, huh? How about all your credit cards? You're going to make a credit card payment? Check it out. Balance is clear. Zero. Or you have a student loan. Look up your account. Zero. We have our tax season coming up. So a notice comes out. It won't be this year, but a notice comes out. No longer an income tax required. No taxes. Amen. Globally, not just nationally, but globally. Amen. 
All poverty is eliminated. And all seniors are taken care of in every way. What if? I'm hoping you're getting a picture. New technology. New technology. You have a free energy source and a efficient housing and ways to make your homes efficient. Every type of medical equipment that you have ever even outwardly imagined, maybe saw in Star Wars or whatever else, was already in place and similar to that which would be an MRI. You could go right inside of that. Any form of cancer, healed, cured. Any limbs required, healed, changed. Every form of sickness and disease, deficits in your DNA, change your DNA. What if? Also, it take years off of your life. For all of us that have wrinkled skin, And your eyes, your eyelids droop a little bit. Same type of thing. You go right inside of there, and this, just like that, adds youth to your physical body. Thank you for listening. I can, I can sense in your spirit you're really, really listening. Human trafficking, prostitution, every form of corruption removed. No more wars. None of our military in other nations. All right here. Which then brings me to Psalms, excuse me, to Isaiah 42. We're called to be servants and messengers. What's the Great Commission? Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Preach the good news. Bring sight to the blind. Hearing to the deaf. Mend the brokenhearted. If everything that I described to you became a reality, What's your message? Oh, I know Jesus because he heals. I don't need Jesus. I can go in that machine. Oh, but my limbs, no. I don't need the hand of Jesus. You don't need to touch me. Why, why don't you heal? Psalms 10.4. The wicked in his haughtiness of his countenance does not seek him or seek God. All his thoughts, well, there is no God. 
John, second John, I'm sorry, one seven. I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ coming in the flesh have gone into the world. Passover. The reason why I have just tried to make this so simple and subtle, and many of you don't know me, but hopefully it will be real for you as well. We've got to figure this out. What if what everything, everything that I just described was to take place next week, next month, next year? Would that be an illusion? If you had a friend that had cancer and they went into that machine and they didn't have cancer anymore? That'd be pretty real, wouldn't it? I'm sorry? Oh, no. See, these are the things, and I think especially now because we're now approaching Passover. I have to invite you into a place that um, it's not equal to, but I think it could be as significant as when Jesus was in the garden and he asked his disciples to watch. Because Second John said it very clearly. The spirit of deception, the deceivers, everything is about us, around us. And what's going to be so important for us, and we've been, I've been saying this for weeks and months, of drawing close together, take time out with the word, lift your gaze, allow the potter, because what are we... What did we say? I just, I'm so amazed because, you know, I'm not part of the song, song selection and the things that flow. But it takes our surrender to allow the potter's hand to go inside. And see, because of our eschatology, because of our um, difficulty with change, uh, things that are out of the normal or the mainstream or things that may disrupt some of the things that we uh, want to even stop and think about could happen or would happen. But I find it interesting because Jesus spent time with the disciples and he described everything that was going to take place up to his crucifixion, included his beatings, obviously the garden, his beatings, all the things that transpired being brought before Pilate, all those things that had to be fulfilled, had to be completed. And so I just want to encourage you, and I don't know how else to invite you into this, other than um, my responsibility to uh, 
to share with you where I'm at and in the story as it was in the days of Noah and or as the days of Noah were. And recognizing, and it's something that you shouldn't think I'm crazy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just going to say this so, so wait fully. What if the fulfillment of the written word, the spoken prophetic word, is becoming fulfilled in our lifetime? What if? Because, you know, we're so good at saying, oh, yeah, I, I, I can go along with that. It's not going to happen in my lifetime. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, that's good. I, scripture's awesome. I believe that, but it won't happen in my time. And see, that's the subtlety of the potter <laughs> having us on this wheel right now. And I don't know how else to describe it, to anchor. Kathy's talking about the anchor of our soul. Hope, the person of truth. He made a statement, Jesus, to Pilate. I was born for this. This is why I came into the world. So there would be people that would touch truth. They would know the person of truth. Not illusions. Not deception. Not lies. No, the person of truth. Because the storybook Jesus, <laughs> the portrait on the wall Jesus, is not truth. It's man's illusion, <laughs> if you will. Now, I have to say that there was one little girl and one little boy that we've seen either a movie or a book written about. Heaven real. And so this young man walked with Jesus. This, yeah, this little young man, little boy. And so after everybody thought he was crazy and all this kind of stuff, they go to church. And then there was this little girl who couldn't be more than 10, 12 years old maybe or whatever. She was an artist. And she had drawn a picture of Jesus. And he went up to that picture. And his parents were saying, what, what, what's up with that? He says, that's Jesus. That's him. That's the one I've been walking with. So I might say it's a movie or whatever. That's the only thing that I could maybe say in a child's eye. It was the closest thing of the real because they both walked with him. They both touched him. But see, that's the thing that I just... Um, I, I, I don't know quite how to... Um, carefully bring life to the things that are going to be essential for us to hold on to. And so I just, I just want to encourage you. Watch. Hold on, Sean, that word you talked about. The belt of truth. Hold on to that person of truth 
as you walk these days out. Listen to his word. Watch, read the word. Ground yourself in the things that when you see something that doesn't fit inside your box, you're going to say, oh, that's not God. I'm sure all of those in the upper room, when Jesus was talking about, I want you to just wait, wait 10 days for the power from upon high. I'm sure they had their little box. This is what my 10 days looks like. What does your 10 days look like, Jack? Because see, you're seeing it from this side, I see it from this side. So I'm sure they were in the same place. What was he talking about? We just spent 40 days with him talking about things that we just don't have any idea what he's talking about. But I got this word picture on my mind that I kind of think that's what it's going to look like. Really? That's not the way you saw it, Chad, or Debbie. And so I just want to invite us. I just, I, I, I just make an appeal. I don't know how else, how else to do this. Could we, could we look at these next 40 days? It's not quite that long till Passover. But could we just imagine that as a disciple, that um, disciple and disciples, that he was spending these next 30 days, 27 days, 28 days, I'm not sure how many, maybe 23 days before Passover, before he goes to the cross. And just, and just, and just picture yourself in your mind's eye, because it was spoken this morning that he was walking amongst us this morning. Did you hear that when it was spoken? I hope you sensed it. Because it's not just spoken to create it. It's spoken because it's there. Walking amongst us. The person, Jesus, or walking amongst us. So if you could just picture yourself, maybe in these next uh, three weeks, that'd be 21 days. Let's just give us three weeks. If you would just imagine yourself taking time out because it's a reality that he's walking with you, preparing for the work of his cross. And that you would just say, Lord, talk to me. I'm setting this time aside. I don't want to be blind. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be lied to. I don't want to be betrayed. betrayed. I don't want to be illusionary. <laughs> Your co-workers will probably think you're a little crazy. Who are you talking to? Well, I've been talking to Jesus a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I have. Does he talk back? Of course he does. Because I honestly believe, and I'm going to close with this, I believe that this coming Passover will be remembered. It will be remembered. And we're going to be a part of it. And don't get all ooey and spooky and all that kind of stuff. Just picture yourself as the 
the vessel of getting prepared, the vessel of honor. Just these next three weeks, let him, let him fashion, work on the inside as he molds the outside. These next three weeks. And just say, Lord, I, 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 I sense you're there. The innermost part of my being. That's the inside of the pot, the clay. Because Jesus said, Father, I have sanctified myself that they too might sanctify themselves. Do not take them out of this world, but keep them from the evil one. Because the evil one betrays, he lies, he deceives, he brings blindness. But your innermost part of your being, remember when uh, Paul spoke to uh, Timothy? He said, stir up the gifts. The words that your grandmother and your mother spoke, created, spoke inside of you, stir those up inside your inner man. That's what Jesus is doing right now. And if you would just allow him in these next three weeks, just take that time aside. You don't have to, you don't have to, to, to have my same picture. But, but could you take personally an invitation as a disciple that you would be with him in a, in a spiritual place that could alter things? And that you want to see it. You want to be a part of it. You don't want anything to interfere if the father is coming to us like a pregnant woman, these next three weeks, he's going to not anything, nothing will stop anything. No one will stop you from becoming what he wants to form and shape inside of you. Mm -hmm. That's why he tried to give you this description, because all of us can, can imagine a pregnant woman, right? It's hard to, hard to picture God as a pregnant woman. But it's not because he birthed us all. Weren't we all born from above? Didn't Kathy bring that word? Well, I wish I was there when Jesus was born. Guess what? We all were. Because that seed, as it went inside of Mary, that seed went inside of us. And when you got Jesus come into my life, I know you're real. And I want to know you. Come into my life, come into my heart. Guess what? The seed was impregnated and became alive, born from above. And so we are truly his disciples. Yes. We really are. Amen. Father, I just, um, I hope I, I did this well. Just well. Holy Spirit, you are the one who gives us eyes to see and ears to hear. Amen. Jesus, you are the person of truth. According to your word that we confess that 
Yes, Lord Jesus, you came in the flesh. You died, you rose, and you came in the flesh. But you've also come into my flesh, our flesh. The same power that rose you, Lord Jesus, from the dead lives and dwells in us. We surrender. You chose the songs. <laughs> You're destroying the works of our adversary. They're under your feet, Jesus. Father, as a pregnant woman, there can't be anything that's going to stop. Stop your story, our story, from being fulfilled. And so we do our part this morning. You've prepared the hearts all this morning, Father. I say, yes, Lord. I say, yes, Lord, I surrender. Have your way. Have your way. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, for those that were with us, thank you for being here this morning. We're just going to take communion. Kathy felt that it was important. I think it really is. If you be willing to hang out, we're just going to have communion and bring our offering. Is there anything you wanted to add, Kathy? Okay. So, blessings, everyone, that has joined us this morning. Amen.